0: It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, friends. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. Laura and I are loving this month on the Father's Take on Fathers. So actually, as even as you are listening to this week two in the, the month of June, it's right around Father's Day. And remember, we are looking at father examples in the Old Testament. Last week, we enjoyed having my dad, Kurt Kahn, share about Abraham. Um, and actually, if you hang around next week, you'll get to be with dad again when he shares with us about the prodigal son. But for today, we're focusing on using the Reads Bible study tool that my dad um, passed down to us. We're so grateful for it. Um, in order to how to have a tool to really study the word of God, the Logos written word of God, and then to hear the Holy Spirit quicken in our hearts, the Rhema word, R-H-E-M-A, which is when the Holy Spirit opens your heart, opens your eyes to a deeper um, application in your own life. If you are new to the Reads, we'd ask you to go back and listen to podcasts. Episode 92, where uh, Laura, you and I did a real in depth teaching on that. But it's basically an acronym for read, examine, application, dialogue, and seen in the spirit. So here we are in the book of Genesis. We're going to look at a father figure. We don't always think of Noah as a father, do we? We think of Noah and the ark. But by the way, he was married and he had some kids. He had three (laughs) sons, right? He was a hero. But we're gonna take a look using the reads, um, specifically in verse seven, but we are laughing because you and I kind of looked at more verses than just uh, the verses we're gonna share in verse seven. So Laura, I'm gonna ask you to, why don't you start off, you read the portions of scripture that really resonated with you as you did your own reads uh, time in your devotions, and then maybe share your examine part, sure. and then then I'll jump in.
1: Okay, sounds good. I'm reading from the NIV and we're in uh, Genesis seven. We're gonna read one to five. Then the Lord said to Noah, go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate, and one pair of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. Verse five, and Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. Now I'm going to sit there on verse five as I share some of my examine, but I do have to say, and I know you did this too, Deb, going back to chapter six, we love to look at the before and the after when we do these reads, as we're examining the passages, going back to chapter 6 in verse 22 we find out that in a previous situation noah had done everything the lord had told him to do in fact three different times in noah's story we read noah did all that the lord commanded him to do and if we look at the building of the ark and we look at even this uh demonstration of how all the animals were to go into the ark let's just put it this way god had given noah some very specific directions on how to do what he was supposed to do and Noah did it all exactly the mm-hmm. way God said it to do it. And that mm-hmm. is amazing because, let's just also put it out there, sometimes, right, God gives us something to do and we do it 90%. We do it, but we do it our way. Like, that is not full, complete obedience. And partial obedience is disobedience, and so we don't want to be that girl. So here we find Noah doing everything that God had commanded him to do. But what I saw as I was doing examining uh, examining this here is the fact that Noah's kids came on the ark with him after as well. We, we find this out as, as we go on in this passage in uh, chapter 7. But I'm thinking about, you know, the father's take on fathers as we're going through this. And the Lord was really putting my focus on the kids that were coming behind Noah. Mm. Because they had watched their father do everything that the Lord had commanded him to do. And now... We see in the story that they are actually going to do everything that their father commanded them to do. And because of their obedience to their father, their lives were saved because they had seen their father obey and the blessing that came along with it. They decided to make a choice to follow and obey uh, their father as well. And it saved their lives. Now, as I go through this story and I'm I'm doing some examining, I'm, I'm seeing here that noah obeyed his father and so uh his children obeyed him I-, I have to you know just be frank with all of us out here we wanted to we desire to obey the lord you know our kids don't always obey us right from the from the time they're what 18 months old they're gonna start doing their own thing but the spiritual principle in here is that our example of obedience to the lord is going to impact the next generation mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that we're going to see complete obedience all of the time but it will impact the next generation and one of the things that i find amazing about this story is that noah's kids had seen their father mocked for his obedience ridiculed for his wow. obedience cast aside for his obedience and you would think that these kids would be like Oh my goodness, I don't want to be like my dad. Like nobody likes him. Everybody's talking about him. I don't want to be like him. I'm not obeying him. But instead, as they saw their father obey his heavenly father, they made a choice that even in the face of ridicule and being set aside and not being in the in crowd, they were going to obey their father as he obeyed his father. And Mm. honestly... We like to take things to Jesus here, too. And even as I'm saying this, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, like, you know, the disciples and and we have seen Jesus was mocked and ridiculed and disobeyed, but he fully obeyed the Father. And so what do we want to do, right? We want to fully obey what is spoken to us, too, regardless of how that comes down on us. So really, that's what I saw was this next generation seeing the obedience of, of of Noah and how that impacted their life and actually ended up saving them when the struggle came
0: you know, that word, um, in verse chapter 622, Noah did everything just as mm-hmm. God commanded him that word just in the Hebrew means precisely. Mm. It's like precisely like, exactly. to the, like every, to the tiny T yep. um, no short shut, no short change, you know, it's, but that was one of the words that in examine drew my attention. And yep. so Laura, wow. it's funny because one of the things we said with examine is it's important to look at things in context. So Noah is actually over a couple chapters. And so even though we, quote, assigned each other seven, one to 14, I really did not sit in chapter seven at all, except for verse one. So let me go back to six Um, in six, one to seven. There's this description of how evil mankind has become, even to the point where in verse seven, God's saying, I even regret that I made them. But here was a key verse, but but in verse eight, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. So what, as, as you listen to these, con- there's going to be contrasts when I'm explaining my um, exam and I'm seeing con- contrast,
1: yep. there's
0: the evil nation, but Noah found favor in the sight of the Lord go down in verse n- uh, nine. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time. And he walked faithfully with god and that i say blameless like is it like, seriously there's nobody right like, there's nobody perfect so noah we know we take all of scripture as a whole that that there was nobody perfect but jesus christ but he was so opposite his culture that he that he was being described as righteous and blameless among the people of his time and his faithfulness the way he consistently walked out his faith um, it says he walked faithfully with God. That word um, in the Hebrew actually translates as not just your behaviors, but the way you have conversations. So yep. the way he made choices, the way he spoke, demonstrated his faithfulness to God. Again, quite a contrast with a nation that God has made a decision I'm going to destroy an entire population of people except for. Noah and his family, the contrast really came out then in verse, um, 22, like Noah did just everything, just as God has commanded him. And then in chapter seven, verse one, he's telling Noah to go into the ark and your whole family. Why? Because I have found you righteous in this generation. Mm. Again, it's, it's God's bringing it to the forefront. Noah stood out among his peers in a very perverse generation because of a moral code that he was living by and obedience to the T to the father. Whereas the culture, the people in general, they didn't give a rip what mm-hmm. God said mm-hmm. to the point that, you know, <laughs> as much as I'm going to save you, Noah, I'm going to destroy
1: mm.
0: everybody else. And that's huge. That is mm. a very, that's mm. a line in the sand. You're either on one side or the yep. other. And there's yep. only this little family of Noah versus everybody else. Yep. So that was wow. my exam, and then we move into application. What? How did you pull yours together in uh, one or two sentences?
1: Uh, I need to remember that my obedience to God is impacting generations to come. It's mm. not all about me, Debbie. No, no, <laughs> no never has been. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: You know, Jesus could have said that from the cross, right? Mm. This is not about me. This is mm. about all everybody else that comes after mm. me. All right, and my application. <laughs> yeah, mm. my application. I need to remember that the Lord placed significant. Pri- he places significant priority on my life being salt and and light in the midst of a very dark generation.
1: Amen. Amen. Con-
0: contrast. So that's, that's hard to pull that down into a nutshell, right? But that's, that's the application is one thing. Okay. What was your dialogue where you asked the father, what do you want to speak to me?
1: Yep. I have Laura. It's not only those, you know, are watching who are being impacted by your obedience. There are others who see or will see and be encouraged to obey as you obey me. I didn't only save Noah and his family through that act of obedience, I created a whole new generation born mm. out of obedience. You and your family and those to come will be impacted by your obedience. I am creating new life because of your obedience. Watch how I do it. You will be amazed.
0: Mm. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, me too. Mm. Okay, here's mine. Debbie, I want you to remember that I noticed Noah's commitment to living right amongst his peers who disregarded everything that I stood for. I, he was not popular with his peers, but I was so pleased by his choices that I spared him only and his family. So each day that you live on this earth, it will bring about another chance, another set of choices for you to be set apart from the direction that mankind is going. Noah made choices in his behaviors and in his conversations that honored me, even though those around him moved further and further into darkness. So, Debbie, the more you draw the line on what you will find acceptable, mm-hmm. the fewer you will find who will stand with you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even in the church.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What determines where you are to draw the line in the sand? It's going to be my word, plain and simple. So constantly evaluate and then reevaluate your position and make sure it always aligns with my word. The arguments will become more aggressive. They will also become more, and I put this in quotes, educated or intelligent sounding. There will be greater numbers of supporting positions or beliefs that do not align with my word. One small aspect, may be off. So you got to know your word. So keep studying, keep listening to my voice. There will be times when you feel very alone in your convictions. Remember, wavering and compromising is never worth it. Be someone who is known for being righteous, for being in right standing with my word. I want you to walk blamelessly. I want you to walk faithfully in your deeds and in your speech. I want you to be a light in a dark generation i want you to be the flavor of salt in a generation of bland compromise
1: Mm, 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 mm. deb as you said that it was as in the days of noah yeah seriously that's what jesus said as in the days of noah and i i just i think that's amazing and and very very relevant like god just spoke right into today on that one Okay, so for the C, I love this visual that God gave me. I just remember, I remember I was so excited to write this down because what I was saying when I saw Deb was the Ark, right? As I can imagine it. And on one side, uh, the door was open and I saw eight people, Noah, his wife, the sons and, and their uh, wives also entering the Ark. And at the same time that I saw that door down and those eight people going into the ark, I saw a back door open to the ark. And on the other side of the back door, I saw the Sermon on the Mount. Like, I don't know what the Sermon on the Mount looked like. I don't know what it looked like when Noah walked on, but in my perspective, what I saw was eight people in obedience walking into the ark. And years and years and years later, Jesus, speaking to the multitudes who were now spared and saved and experiencing miracles and being fed as an end result to noah's faithful obedience the masses were being saved and transformed for the truth because one man led his family into an ark and that just really impacted me in such a big way the small things that I'm doing, I'm sure that Noah thought getting into the ark was a ginormous thing, but just a few of them getting on mm-hmm. led to this outpouring of God's truth. How many years later? And I just thought that was really impactful for me. We're not going to see the end result of our obedience. We're just not going to no, see it.
0: but he sees in it. This,
1: in this moment, right. But he sees this perspective. He sees on one side, because that whole thing about time, right? It all is different for him. He sees in the very same breath, Noah going in and the sermon on the mountain on the other side. Noah going in and the churches being built in the book of Acts. Noah going in and you and me is sitting here on a podcast. Noah going in and churches, and you know, speaking the truth on Sunday morning. It's just like he sees something from such a different perspective. And I think that for me, it was like one man's act of obedience led to a miracle on a mountain later mm-hmm. on. That wouldn't have happened, right? If that one right. man hadn't obeyed.
0: Right. Mm makes you think twice before you say something or do something yes, right yes. like you said it's not about me it's not yes. about me. It's yeah it does have an impact oh, let me uh, let me close my c in the spirit is really different um i asked the father, father what do you want me to see and i saw the the board for othello do you remember the game Othello? Mm-hmm. i
1: loved it yes right it's mm. a very
0: strategic game and you know it's a, what i remember about the game is that when you think you're winning you could instantly lose right it just mm. takes How quickly the the tiles flip and Mm. where everything changes very quickly. So I see an Othello board where more and more circle tiles are flipping over to the black. Mm. Debbie, I see you being strategic to protect the white side up by cautiously positioning your choice of where you're going to place your tile. And now I see a long line flipping to the, the white side because you have protected the corner piece as white. So I sat there and I went and that stopped right? I stopped writing what I was seeing. And I asked the Lord, cause you can follow up with God. What, what are you speaking to uh-huh. me? He said, do not be, you know, don't be discouraged because it's looking like there's more and more darkness everywhere. You hold your position. Remember the corner piece is really what you wanted to secure?
1: Yes. Because it's yes. a
0: protected, you can't flip that. He said, you protect that place of truth. Right. You're you're if you hold on to that place of truth, the enemy cannot flip you.
1: Amen. And
0: and when you hold that place of truth in the corner, the white piece, it just takes the positioning of another bright spot of another white tile to suddenly flip Amen. a whole line. And the, the impact um, in, our, in my own life, if I will hold my ground on my convictions, like you're saying, it's not about just about you. When I hold my ground on truth and I'm contrasted with the, uh, the belief systems and the decisions and the, the words that are around me that are progressively moving further and further away from the truth, God's like, you hold your ground because there will be moments in there where the truth will impact somebody else and then watch me change a whole row of people.
1: Amen. Right.
0: Watch me change. And, and so that's revival, right? Revival yep. that breaks out between two key points. He says, so you hold your corner position. you hold it tight. Don't Amen. waver. Don't Amen. waver. Amen. Amen. So that's where, that's where he took me on this one. I, I just have loved doing these reads. In fact, if anything, I hope it just encourages everybody to, uh, continue to, to take what we've just shared. And now you go have your own quiet time. See what the Lord brings to you uh, as you take a look at Noah or whichever podcast you're listening to. Um, the word of God is alive. You never exhaust the things that God wants to show you.
1: That's right. And I think
0: you and I have found too, when we listen to each other for the first time, share on the podcast live, we are both intrigued to go back and look at something exactly because
1: exactly.
0: there's more there's always more
1: oh i so, love it encourage but, one another daily yeah so if this
0: is uh encouraged you we would we would ask that you share this on your social media platform share it with a friend um subscribe to the the podcast channel so that you don't miss especially next week we're going to be looking at the prodigal son Who had an amazing father. And my dad will be uh, visiting us and sharing his application and his dialogue and seeing the spirit. And um, that one is a real profound one, you know, just as God continues to use uh, my dad to be a blessing to you and I, as well as to our listeners, too. So Mm -hmm. thank you, everybody, so much for uh, joining us today as we looked at Noah. We are grateful for you. We look forward to us being with you in the word every Monday. And we pray for you. If you want to reach out to us, you can go to our beyond women's conference um, page. There's a lot of old um, conferences and videos that you can watch on there as well as a, an easy way to connect with us personally. So again, from Laura and Deb, we want to thank you for being with us today. God bless you. Have an amazing week. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.